Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's Mark Dent with Law Trades, and it's time for this week's 10-minute legal news. This week, I'm going to be talking about a SPAC lawsuit uh, against the famed investor Bill Ackman. Um, I'm going to be talking about Google and Sonos and a recent decision in their patent infringement case. And then finally, a really fun story uh, about legal ownership and battles over it that we don't really see uh, in the world but are there all the time. But anyway, let's start with the uh, the first uh, story, the, the biggest news story of this week, which is about SPACs. And, you know, as uh, most of our listeners probably know, SPACs are special purpose acquisition companies, and they are uh, essentially like a holding company that goes public and then acquires a privately held company that wants to go public uh, in a process that, uh, you know, oftentimes can be a little bit quicker and easier than your typical IPO, uh, you know, especially for a lot of tech companies and, um, you know, fairly new startups that have grown fast. So anyway, um, you know, there's a lot of like investors who have gotten into this, um, you know, different investment funds and things like that will, um, you know, they'll form these SPACs or put a lot of money up. Uh, to form like a new company that does form these SPACs. And one of these investors is Bill Ackman. Uh, he's, he's really well known and, uh, he has a SPAC called Pershing Square Tontine Holdings. And I may not be pronouncing Tontine correctly, but that's it. P-S-T-H. That is Bill Ackman's SPAC. But the problem with Bill Ackman's SPAC, according to this lawsuit that was just filed, uh, earlier this week, is that his SPAC supposedly is not doing what SPACs are supposed to do, and that is acquiring stuff. Um, uh, according to the lawsuit, which was filed by a Yale law professor and a former SEC commissioner, uh, um, PSTH, uh, Ackman SPAC, has had a business deal with a universal music company, which was not even an acquisition deal. And um, that deal... Even in of itself, uh, it didn't even go through. Uh, it was abandoned by um, by Ackman. So, uh, what's the problem with that? You might be wondering. Well, the issue is if a SPAC is not actually acquiring things, then is it even a SPAC? Uh, that's basically the big legal question here. And if it's not a SPAC, then what is it? Well, according to this lawsuit, uh, they say that because it's uh, basically an investment fund by Bill Ackman uh, putting all of these, uh, you know, decisions and, and money into a SPAC, uh, that this SPAC is actually, in fact, just an investment fund. And if it's an investment fund, then it has to be held under the regulation of the Investment Company Act of 1940, which would require greater legal oversight uh, than what you see in the SPAC world. So, um, you know, obviously very, very early on here in this lawsuit, but this could have a pretty big impact, uh, according to, a, to experts, uh, quoted in the New York Times. Uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, a lot of different investment funds have gotten involved with SPACs and, you know, their involvement in, in this sort of, you know, sector of, of going public could be questioned, um, a lot more fiercely, uh, depending on what happens in this lawsuit. But, you know, um, SPACs, of course, have been a, a pretty big deal for the last two years, and, and they really, you know, blew up last year and then the first half of this year. But they've started cooling off, and that's in part because lawsuits um, against 
uh, special purpose acquisition companies have been on the rise. There were two lawsuits uh, per CNBC against SPACs in 2019. Uh, there were uh, five last year. And so far this year, as of early August, there have been 15 lawsuits. So these sort of uh, legal uh, questions around SPACs are, are really, really just beginning. Okay, let's move on to the next story, which is about Google and Sonos. Um, so Sonos, of course, a uh, pretty well-known speaker company, but uh, compared to Google or any of the other really tech giants, it is, you know, it is but a peon. It is very, very small. And um, But Sonos, one of the things that it has done, other than perhaps provide a, a pair of speakers that you may have in your house, on your computer even, uh, is that they were basically the originator of, of Internet-connected speakers. They came up with the technology that, uh, well, especially that they say has been used all over. Uh, and, and by used all over, uh, they basically say, uh, that the technology that other people use is basically theirs. Um, you know, uh, about a year or two ago, they filed a lawsuit against Google for, for using its speaker technology in its Nest Audio, Pixel, and Chromecast, uh, equipment, uh, essentially, um, accusing them of infringing on their patents. And, uh, it was, you know, kind of seen as just, you know, it's, there's all these lawsuits against the big tech companies right now. Uh, but this one, uh, at least according to what's happened so far this week, could have some real consequences for Google. Uh, on Monday, a federal judge ruled in favor of Sonos, saying that Google had infringed on five of their patents. And, and now Sonos said that there are dozens more uh, that Google has infringed on that they didn't even bring to court. But there are at least five that this federal judge say were infringed upon. Um, and here's the thing though, this isn't quite yet a, uh, full decision. Um, when Sonos filed this, um, it was with the U S international trade commission, uh, in addition to this federal court and it's the U S international trade commission that could make a, a really big decision. And that's coming up in December. Um, but what could happen in December is that Google could be barred from importing those products from China. Uh, that's basically what the federal judge gave permission to, or, or at least said that, hey, this is what should happen. But now it'll, in December, go to the U.S. International Trade Commission to actually make that decision. Um, so uh, here's here's the other thing to, to kind of close this story out, uh, is that, you know, Google, like I was saying, is this huge company compared to Sonos. Uh, and so is Amazon. And they have also used uh, similar technology in their speakers and Sonos says uh, more or less that Amazon might want to look out too. Uh, according to the New York Times, the only thing that prevented Sonos from filing a lawsuit against Amazon in addition to this Google lawsuit was a lack of clarity on whether it could handle suing two tech giants at once. So there could be more action from Sonos in the uh, relatively near future. Okay, but let's close this out with uh, what I think is the most exciting, uh, most fun legal story of the week and, and one of the more interesting ones uh, that I've encountered in the last several months. Um, and it's about, uh, you know, uh, basically this uh, law professor named Michael Heller is coming out with a new book that is is kind of going to be like the Freakonomics of Law uh, kind of thing. And he was discussing uh, some of the content that's going to be in that book with the uh, the well-known Slate legal writer, Dahlia Lithwick, uh, earlier this week. And they got to talking about uh, a, a very interesting situation that we have all encountered, which is when you're sitting on an airplane and somebody reclines 
And as we know, that chair, it comes back against the person in the other seat who, you know, maybe has their trade table out or, uh, maybe is working on a laptop or whatever. And it, and there's, it can be very constricting for that person. Now, uh, obviously there's a lot of, uh, argument about whether it's right or wrong to recline and all this that I will not get into. But, uh, but Michael Heller, the professor has now framed this as a very interesting legal question. And so he says that basically this is a fight about space. There's a limited amount of space on airplanes, and both the reclining passenger and the person sitting behind the reclining passenger can argue that they have a claim to that disputed uh, space. But uh, here's where it gets really interesting. Uh, Heller says, quote, that little conflict on the airplane seat is not just an accident, it turns out. It's deliberately engineered by the airlines so they can sell that same space twice. Uh, so we're having the individuals, us, uh, who are on these airplanes are the ones having to sort of litigate this, uh, situation, if you will, every time we're on a plane, but it's the airplanes who are really kind of taking advantage of all of it. And, uh, he, he kind of points out and, you know, if, if you read this Q and A, you'll see that there are a lot more examples like this in the world. And the takeaway is that people typically interact politely and solve these kind of legal quandaries. Uh, so we don't tend to see them as legal ownership disputes. It's only when someone sort of, you know, really loses their temper or, you know, decides to do something wild that it actually really kind of shows itself as these kind of legal disputes that they really are. Um, so anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Um, I, I enjoyed chatting with y'all and, um, yeah, uh, we'll talk again next week.